Hey everybody, it's Adam Shell, the pastor at Melbourne Heights, and I want to welcome you to our sermon podcast. We hope that our time together will challenge you, encourage you, and inspire you to take the next step in your relationship with Christ. In our time together each Sunday morning, digging deeper into the Bible. Over the last five weeks, that means that we've talked about where the stories in the Bible take place. We've talked about what happens in these stories in the Bible. We've talked about whose stories are told inside of the Bible, and we've even touched a little bit on when some of these stories take place. And when you put all of that together, what that means is that over the last five weeks, we have covered a whole lot of information together. And some of you sitting in this place this morning, you have loved this information. It's like you ran across an oasis in a desert and you have been drinking up all of this information. I've, I've watched as some of you have sat uh, meticulously taking notes during the worship service. Some of you have come to me afterwards and asked questions to go a little bit deeper to have a better understanding of what happens in the Bible. But that hasn't been the case for everybody on these Sunday mornings. Because as I've looked around on Sunday mornings, I've seen some of you have looked a little bit like this. And I've got to tell you this morning, I get it, okay? I get it if you've looked like that at some point along the way over the last five weeks. All right, there have been Sunday mornings where I've stood up here and at times I have felt like Ben Stein's character in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. All right, where I've just been droning on and on and on and on in monotone voices, not sure if anything was sinking in or not. But today we are finishing up this series of sermons where we've been digging deeper into the Bible as a whole. And this morning is where the rubber meets the road. This morning is when we're going to talk about why everything else we've covered up to this point matters. Today we're talking about why the Bible matters to us today. Now, to answer that question, why does the Bible matter to us today? We could jump straight into a story from the Bible, or we could jump right to a passage of Scripture from the Bible, but instead I thought I would show you a video this morning that shows why the Bible matters to us today. So David, let's play the video and we'll let everybody watch this clip.
All right, now I heard some of you guys giggling along the way, and you might have thought that we played the wrong clip, because there's no way that Popeye has anything to do with why the Bible matters to us today, right? And in a literal sense, there's not, okay? There's no reason why we should have played this cartoon, if you're thinking literally. Because after all, Popeye, Popeye's a cartoon. But the stories that we've heard inside of the Bible are real stories about real people. And Popeye, well, he was created in the 1920s, but the stories, the the events that happen in the Bible take place more than 2,000 years ago. And Popeye, everybody knows that Popeye loves his spinach, but as best I can tell, the word spinach is never mentioned in the Bible. So why did I show you a clip from Popeye this morning? Well, we're about to put words up onto the screen behind me that you never thought you would hear in your entire life when you came into church, okay? But here we go. The Bible matters to us for the same reason that spinach matters to Popeye. The Bible matters to us for the same reason that spinach matters to Popeye. And yeah, that's definitely a sentence I never thought I would use in a sermon in my entire preaching career. But it's true. The Bible matters to us for the same reason that spinach matters to Popeye. So why does spinach matter to Popeye? Well, there are some people out there that will tell you that spinach matters to Popeye because spinach bails Popeye out whenever he gets himself into some trouble. It doesn't matter if he's beaten up, tied up, or just ready to give up. Spinach, when he downs that can of spinach, Popeye is always good to go. And let's be honest here. That's how a lot of people treat the Bible. A lot of people treat the Bible like it's that last-ditch effort to bail us out when we find ourselves in trouble. And we feel like if we can just find the right verse, or the right passage, or the right story from the Bible, that everything's going to be okay in our lives. But here's the thing. Spinach doesn't matter to Popeye because it bails him out when he's in a jam, okay? That's not why spinach is important to Popeye, and that's not the reason why the Bible is important to us either. So other people will tell you that spinach matters to Popeye because spinach gives him extraordinary strength. Because let's be honest about Popeye, okay? Popeye is no different than Wimpy. You remember Wimpy, right? The guy who will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Well, Popeye's no different than Wimpy when he hasn't had that can of spinach. But when Popeye eats his spinach, Popeye becomes unstoppable. He can defeat any enemy, he can rescue anybody that's in distress, and he always saves the day when he's had that can of spinach. So maybe the Bible's important to us because it can give us extraordinary strength as well. I mean, who hasn't read a passage like Philippians 4.13 that says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, and not felt like you can literally do anything. You felt like you could run through walls, or leap tall buildings, or you could even keep Thanos from snapping his fingers and you could just save the day. But a better reading of Philippians 4.13 is really, I can endure all things because Christ gives me strength. So I hate to tell you this this morning, but the Bible's not going to give you superpowers. If you read the Bible, you're not going to be able to leap tall buildings, you're not going to be faster than a speeding bullet, you're still going to be you. So, if spinach doesn't matter to Popeye because it bails him out when he's in trouble, if spinach doesn't matter to Popeye because it gives him extraordinary strength, then why is spinach so important to Popeye? Spinach changes Popeye 
from the inside out. And you see it every time that he eats a can of spinach. As soon as he eats that can of spinach, the camera always zooms up on him, and he's flexing his muscles, and then some scene is happening, and the scene that we saw, his muscles turned into waves and like a tropical storm blowing through, but it changed him from the inside out. So when that can of spinach flows through him, it transforms Popeye. And the Bible does the same thing for you. The Bible changes you from the inside out. The Bible changes you from the inside out. And that's actually what the most famous passage in the Bible about the Bible tells us about the Bible. So if you've got your Bible with you this morning, whether it's a printed one like mine or an app on your phone, let me encourage you to turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, and as you're turning there, let me just tell you a little bit more about this book. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 3 is in a section of the Bible that we call the epistles. An epistle is just a fancy word for letter. So this is a letter that is written to a person named Timothy by the Apostle Paul. And the Apostle Paul is the foremost missionary and theologian of the first century. And the Apostle Paul preached the good news of Jesus to more people, and he started more churches than just about anybody in history. But all of that has come at a price to Paul. So when Paul is writing this letter, 2 Timothy, to Timothy, he's writing it from prison. And he's writing it when his life is near an end. He knows that he's not going to make it much longer. So he's writing this letter. He's writing this letter so that he can reach out one last time to his protege, to his disciple, to his follower, Timothy. And Paul's writing this letter at a pivotal moment in Timothy's life. And it's not just a pivotal moment in Timothy's life because his mentor is near the end of his life. And it's not just a pivotal moment in Timothy's life because the mantle of Paul's ministry is going to be passed down to Timothy. It's also a pivotal moment in Timothy's life because Timothy seems to be at a crossroads when Paul writes this letter to him. You see, Timothy's been in doing ministry for a while, and Timothy is realizing how difficult ministry is can be. And it seems like he is on the verge of maybe deciding that he doesn't want to follow in Paul's footsteps, that he doesn't want to give his life to ministering the way that Paul has done. So Paul writes him this letter to encourage Timothy, to encourage him to keep pressing on, to keep going, to do the work that God has called Timothy to do. And when Paul is doing all of that, when he's encouraging Timothy, when he's, when he's encouraging him to just keep going, to keep pressing on, to do what God has called him to do, Paul refers Timothy back to the Bible. He refers Timothy back to the Bible. He says, go back to it. And that's what we're going to read in this passage this morning. So first, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, we're going to start reading together in verse 14. This is what Paul writes to Timothy. He writes, but you must... Continue with the things that you've learned and found convincing. And you know what you've been taught. Since childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures that help you to be wise in a way that leads to salvation through faith that is in Christ Jesus. Every Scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for showing mistakes, for correcting, and for training character, so that the person who belongs to God can be equipped to do everything that is good. Now let's talk about what Paul is saying in this passage. 
because I've already given you the background. Before Paul writes this, Paul has shared with Timothy that he knows how hard it can be. He knows how hard it can be to follow the calling that God has placed in your life. And he tells Timothy, but Timothy, before you give up, before you walk away from ministry, return to the faith that you have always known. Return to the things that you have always known. These are the things that we find out earlier in this book, uh, this letter, that Timothy has learned from his grandmother and his mother. The faith that has been passed down through the stories of the Bible that Timothy has heard since he was just a small child. So Paul says, before you quit, remember why you're here to begin with. Remember the stories of old. Remember what led you to this moment. Remember the Bible. And then Paul tells him why. Paul tells Timothy first that he needs to remember the Bible because it's the Bible, it's these stories from the Scripture that led Timothy to faith in the first place. It is the Scriptures that has led Timothy to salvation. And inside of these stories of the faith, inside of the Scripture, Timothy has been shown who God is. He has been shown who he as a person is. And Timothy has been shown that he needs God to save him. But here's the thing. The Bible is more than just a book about salvation. The Bible is also a book about transformation. The Bible is more than a book about salvation. It's also a book about transformation. So Paul goes on to tell Timothy that he needs to return to the Bible so that he can be transformed by the Bible. And then Paul explains to him how the Bible will transform him. He says by, the Bible will transform him by teaching, by showing him his mistakes, by correcting him, and by training him. By teaching him, showing him his mistakes, correcting him, and training him. Now I want to dig deeper into those four things that Paul says uh, about the Bible and how it transforms us. He starts by saying the Bible transforms through teaching us. And what that means, what does that mean? It means that the Bible will tell us things about ourselves that we didn't know about ourselves before we read the Bible. The Bible will tell us things about ourselves that we didn't know about ourselves before we read the Bible. The Bible is going to tell us who we are. We hear inside of the Bible that we are created in the image of God and that God loves us deeply and has a purpose and a plan for our lives. But we also learn inside of the Bible that we are flawed people, that we stray from God's purpose and God's plan and the love that God has for us, that we sin is the word that we use for that in church, and that the only way to return isn't through our own activities, our own actions, but through God's grace. So the Bible tells us that that's who we are. Then the Bible tells us who God is. God's not only the God who made us. God's not only the God that loves us. God is the God that will always extend grace to us. And the Bible also tells us about who God made us to be. That we are made in God's image. That we are made to follow God's calling. That we are made to be heirs to his kingdom. So we learn when we learn these things, when we learn who we are, when we learn who God is, when we learn who God made us to be, it changes the way that we think. It transforms the way that we see ourselves, the way that we see our God, the way that we understand, and the way that we live our lives. Then Paul says, the Bible also transforms you by showing you your mistakes. What that means it's that the Bible, when you really read the Bible, it has a habit of getting into your face when you say you believe one thing, but your actions convey something else. So the Bible has a way it gets in your face, it steps on your toes, it hurts your feelings. In church life, we sometimes say that it convicts you. 
when you are saying one thing, but you're living something different. All right? So like inside of the Bible, we all know this. The Bible tells us that we are supposed to love our neighbors, right? But the Bible has a tendency of making sure that we really love our neighbors. The Bible's going to get in your face and it's going to make you think, do you really love your African-American neighbors? Do you love your Hispanic neighbors? Do you love your Asian neighbors? Do you love your poor neighbors? Do you love your homeless neighbors? Do you love your drug-addicted neighbors? Do you love your criminal neighbors? The Bible's going to get in your face and say, do you really love your neighbors? Or do you just love the person who is on the other side of the fence who never says more than one word to you when you're having a conversation? And then, after the Bible has called you out, has shown you your mistakes, it's going to correct your behavior. Once it exposes the ways that you are messed up in your life, your messed up ways of thinking and behaving, it's going to show you another path forward. It's going to say, okay, you know you're supposed to love your neighbors, but you're not loving all of your neighbors. So let me show you how, how you can love your neighbors. You're to love them like you love yourself. And it does all of this by training you, by showing you a new way to be human, the way that God always intended you to be human, the way that God has always wanted you to live your life. So that's what the Bible does inside of us. Paul tells us how it transforms us from the, out, from the inside out. And then Paul goes one step further. He explains to us what that transformation looks like on the outside. Paul tells Timothy that once you have been changed by the Bible, once you have been transformed by the Bible, that it equips you to do good. It equips you to do good. When you're transformed on the inside, you do good on the outside. When you're transformed by God on the inside, you do good on the outside. And not what you think is good, because your ideas of good may not always be right, but you do what God has shown you to be good. So that's why the Bible matters to us today. It's because it transforms us. It changes us from the inside out. It makes us into the people that God has always wanted us to be. And we could stop right there this morning. We could stop right there just by letting you know that the Bible changes you from the inside out. But there's one more lesson that I think we need to learn from Popeye this morning, okay? So what's that one more thing we need to learn from Popeye? Well, here's the thing. The Bible is just like Popeye's spinach. It won't do you any good unless you open it up. The Bible is just like Popeye's can of spinach. It's not going to do you any good unless you open it up. But let's be honest here, okay? The Bible, it can be an intimidating book. It can be an intimidating book. It's thicker than most of the books that we read. It's it uses words that we're not familiar with. It takes place in a part of the world that we know next to nothing about. It happens thousands of years before any of us were even born in a world that we can't really relate to. It tells us stories about people whose names we don't even know how to pronounce half the time. And it lets us eavesdrop in on conversations that happened millennia ago that we don't really understand. So the Bible is an intimidating book to read. 
But the Bible can't transform us if we're too intimidated to ever actually read. And that's why we've spent the last five weeks talking about the Bible. We've wanted to make the Bible a little more approachable to you by giving you just a general overview of the Bible as a whole so that it's not so scary when you open it up for yourself. We've been trying to make the Bible a little less intimidating by explaining why the stories of the Bible take place where they do. We've tried to make the Bible a little less intimidating by helping you better understand what the world was like when the Bible was written. We spent time trying to make the Bible a little less intimidating to you by explaining who some of the main characters are that you meet inside of the, inside of the Bible. And we've done all of this by showing you why their stories matter. We've been trying to make the Bible a little more approachable to you so that you're not scared to open it up. Because here's the thing. The Bible's not just a book that was written for preachers. The Bible's not just a book that was written for religious scholars. The Bible's not just a book that was written for your Sunday school teachers to look at. The Bible is a book that was written for all of us. Every single one of us. Including you. And if you read the Bible, if you read the Bible, you're going to learn things that you never knew about yourself and about God before. If you read the Bible, you're going to be challenged in ways that you have never been challenged before. If you read the Bible, you're going to see a new way of living your life that you didn't even know existed before. The Bible really can change you, but it can only change you if you let it. It can only change you if you open it up and you read it for yourself. So here's my challenge for you. Pick up your Bible and read it. Let's pray together. God, we, we do thank you for the gift of your Bible. We thank you for this book that tells us about how you have related to your people throughout history. A book that tells us about people just like us, that you've reached into their lives and how you have changed and transformed them. And God, as surely as you have changed and transformed people before us, you will do the same thing for us. So God, help us. Help us to be a little less intimidated by the Bible. Help us to be willing to approach it, knowing a little bit more about where it takes place and why that matters, knowing a little bit more about what happens inside of the Bible, knowing a little bit more about whose stories are told in the Bible and why they matter to us. God, most of all, remind us that this book truly can change us because this book tells us about who you are, who we are, and what you have called us and want us to be. So let us not be timid. Let us not be afraid. Let us read the Bible. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey everybody, it's Adam again. I hope this sermon challenged you, encouraged you, and inspired you to take the next step in your relationship with Christ. And if it did, I want to ask you to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your review means a lot, and it will help other people find this podcast and take their next step toward Christ too.